0: Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of actually no guest. So long weekend, went to DC for the weekend so did not have time to find a guest for this week's episode. So I'm just going to do a quickie little ep, which if you've been listening to the show for a minute now, you know, occasionally I'll do a little solo ep, usually lasts about 15 minutes, just kind of with the meat and potatoes of what has happened this week. So if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Megan O'Donnell. I'm completely obsessed with all things Bravo and have been since like I was 11 or 12 years old, which is kind of terrifying that like, there were no parental supervision over what I was watching. As I'm watching, like, you know, Tamra Barney, Chuck Wine, in Gina Kehoe's face, and I thought that was appropriate behavior um, to go into high school. Knowing uh, the show comes out every Monday and Thursday, and it's a new show, so we touch base on all of the things that are happening with your favorite celebrities off screen. So obviously, there's an intersection between what's happening on screen versus off screen, but it's kind of fun because we can see the life cycle of these stories. So yeah, I'm glad you're here, and thanks for listening. So, without further ado, let's just jump right into the stories of this Monday's episode. So, Lala Ken from Vanderpump Rules <sighs> showed her true colors yet again when she went on Watch What Happens Live this week and shaded 50 Cent yet again. So, Lala went on Watch What Happens Live again saying she has receipts to prove that she really bruised 50 Cent's ego during the whole entire 50 fight with her and Randall. I just can't believe Lala is so delusional to think, that she was not the one who kind of lost in this entire situation. So if you guys don't remember, a couple months ago, 50 Cent put Lala on blast because she's a quote-unquote gold digger and all this crap because Randall, her fiancé, owes 50 Cent a million dollars. You know, fast forward a couple weeks, he paid the million dollars, but he ended up airing out all of their dirty laundry on Instagram. 50 Cent was just going crazy, posting all their text conversations. And if you guys don't know why they call him Fofty, it's because Randall was pleading with him and all these text messages and I guess autocorrect changed 50 to 50. So obviously 50 Cent starts making t-shirts that say like (laughs) just 50 Cent, all this great stuff. So Lala's talking with Andy Cohen who obviously brings this up when she goes on to watch what happens live. And then 50 Cent obviously won't let sleeping dogs lie. He starts posting things on Instagram. He posts a screenshot of a headline saying Lala can't claim she has receipts to prove she bruises ego. He goes, What's wrong with this hoe? Now don't say she didn't ask for it when I started tripping. That was the first. Then the second, a picture of her on Watch What Happens Live. He said, Oh, this bitch be drunk four days straight. She must be on some drunk hoe shit. I don't remember that t- I don't remember type shit. Again, the grammar, we can't really fault him for that. But the sentiment is what we met, what we care about. Then third picture, which is my fave, which is supposedly like what Randall is texting ham it's a picture of randall and lala in bed together she's watching something on her phone and she, her fake tan is so aggressive it actually looks like she's doing full blackface it's kind of offensive so the caption says randall colon, i'm sorry fofty this bitch is drunk and high i told her to put that damn phone down but she won't listen 50 said <laughs> shut the fuck up randall love so okay now 50 cent is saying that randall is saying this bitch is drunk and high who if you guys watched last season we saw that lala was struggling with sobriety and wanting to make you know maybe better choices for her life so interesting i wonder if lala's back on the wagon good question next thing (laughs) this is my personal favorite now post this photo on bravo happy hours instagram account this is a photo of Lala and Randall together, and it's you just see Randall's, like, 17 chins, and 50 Cent just circles it with, like, a red marker and just goes, what the fuck is wrong with your neck, bucko? <laughs> Love. Then there's a video with Lala with, like, that poodle haircut where she's talking. She's like, yeah, all I had to do was, like, put my hand on his leg, and then, like, we were together forever since. It's like, yeah, girl, we know. He's just calling her a hoe, as you know. And then there's another one where she's talking about, like, playing with his asshole and, like, her getting, like, the Range Rover after the first night. (laughs) And 50's comment is, then he falls in love with the hoe and they live drunk and high happily ever after. So it seems like 50 is not letting up. It's amazing. We're back on round two. I don't know who Lala thinks she is coming after 50 Cent. But, you know, Lala hasn't been in the news for a minute. And 50 Cent has 24 million followers. So when he's posting six consecutive posts about Lala and Randall, imagine all the people Googling and trying to figure out who they are. So, you know, bad press is press. And, you know, she's probably kind of loving it that she's back in the situation with him. But it's also, like, kind of scary because, like, he is 50 Cent and, like, I feel like he has the capacity to, like, actually, like, fuck her up. I mean, not fuck her up, but, like, definitely fuck Randall up because I think truly anybody at this point can... Fuck Randall up, definitely bruises ego because that's pretty easy. Staying in Vanderpump Rules land, Bachelor in Paradise star Demario Jackson has been spotted dating Sheena Shea. The two of them were spotted at Disney's California Adventure in Anaheim together, and she was wearing like Mickey ears, which is like classic. If you guys don't remember Demario from Bachelor in Paradise, one go back, great season. I mean. No, we shouldn't say great season because, so DeMario and this girl, Corinne, I think that was her name, they had, like, uh, gotten so fucking drunk, and supposedly there was, like, some foul play between the two of them, and they literally had to shut down production because the two of them were being, like, aggressively sexual, and then it got into a question of consent because they she was very, very drunk, but... Murky waters in that whole territory. But the fact that Sheena Shea is now associating herself with DeMario is so funny. She went from dating Robbie, who was such a questionable character on The Bachelor. I don't know why people thought he was attractive, but I guess to each their own. <laughs> Definitely not my vibe. But Sheena is spotted with this Demario guy. Not a shock that she would choose, like, a disgraced person on The Bachelor to be with, kind of on brand. They were together with Jesse Montana, Raquel, and James Kennedy. So that's a squad that really is running deep. Like, I don't, I don't think I need to hang out with them, sadly. But I'm also really interested that so many of the people on Bachelor in Paradise or just the Bachelor franchise in general have been really nailing like pretty big celebs like Gigi Hadid, like Yolanda Hadid's daughter is with Tyler. Who's like a full babe. We see Mike who's like some random guy on the season of Bachelor in Paradise. He's dating Demi Lovato now, which is kind of rogue Wells and Sarah Highland. Like that's big. And then, you know, Sheena is picking up the scraps with DeMario and Robbie but hey, better than nothing. Get it, girl. I do want her to find love. And I know, like, watching her entire arc with Shay was really difficult to see because, I don't know, I feel like we all know that person or, you know, maybe have seen that side of that desperate side of your own self where it's like, well, you just want love, you want that happily ever after and you kind of do whatever it takes to get it. But then you kind of take a step back and you're like, wait, like, I'm unhappy. For her, it's like, wait he's taking 13 Xanax a day and I never knew like that is pretty painful and not an ideal life for me. Well, staying with other relationships, this is an RIP. Danielle Sal from the Royal Housewives of New Jersey has ended her engagement to Fiance Oliver Meyer. So if you guys don't remember, back in February she went on the same parts vacation and I guess met this guy. And then you know three weeks later they were supposed to tie the knot on March fourth, but ended up not having the wedding because she wanted to focus spending time on her daughters who were twenty five and twenty. So like your kids are like not um, in an age anymore where you need to like focus on spending time with them. They're they're actually grown adults. But regardless. So, the two of them were going to be getting married in March, but as we all know, this was her 21st fiance. which the internet is so, the internet is really trolling Danielle hard. Obviously, like, engaged 19 times, like, the iconic phrase was made up around her 19 engagements, but the fact that now, like, (laughs) like, the tabloids are basically just counting engagement by engagement, just kind of breaks my heart for her. And let us not forget, she was with this Oliver guy one week after she got divorced from Marty. And, like, I just wonder what Marty's doing right now. Like, it's a Sunday. He's probably, like, watching football. He's had, like, three or four beers. Like, he's moved on to whiskey now. And he's just like, what happened to my life that, like, I ended up marrying Danielle? Like, I wonder if he had to give her any money, like, in the divorce settlement. I wonder if he even had any money. Who the hell knows? But supposedly the season of New Jersey is crazy. It's coming back in November. We don't know the specific date yet. But I wrote on some blog or Facebook, or who the fuck knows where I'm reading, but <laughs> someone supposedly threw a couch, <laughs> like in the middle of a fight. So I'm really interested in the prop comedy that New Jersey always kind of utilizes, obviously the table flip, sprinkle cookies, the cake throwing incident in Miami or wherever the hell they were, and now a couch. Like, I love that they've really taken taken it up a notch, like a really heavy couch. Like, imagine trying to lift one of those, like, big couches in Teresa's home. Like, that that those couches are, like, 6,000 pounds each. Like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I do think it had to be Jennifer Aiden. I feel like out of the cast right now, I feel like she's one of the only ones who probably is, like, willing to throw a couch. She's definitely going to lay it all out there because first season we scraped the surface of her crazy. Second season's going to be huge for her, and I'm excited. And you know what? Thanksgiving is in November, and I think that's what I'm going to be thankful for, the new season of Jersey. Well, staying on the East Coast, Real Housewives of New York stars Sonia Morgan and Dorinda Menley have been accused of making pretty offensive comments towards a transgender model during a New York Fashion Week event. So the two of them were at the Garo Sparrow presentation, which, like, question mark? What the, who the fuck is that? Like, this brings me back to like early seasons of New York where Jill Zarin was obsessed with Zang Toy. Like, I think that was his name, right? Zang Toy. Oh my god, Zhang Toy! Yes, yeah, she wore that like hideous Zhang Toy dress. And uh, I don't know, she would just like talk about Zhang Toy as if it was like Dolce and Gabbana. Um, which actually, wait, right now, I just Googled Zhang Toy and Donald Trump Jr. went to his New York Fashion Week show. So, okay, Zhang, you're canceled. I'm <laughs> just kidding. We don't live in a cancel culture, but also, like Zhang, you need to be a little bit more strict with your guest list. I digress. So the two of them, plus Ramona, Luann, and the new cast member, Leah McSweeney, were all together at this fashion show, and supposedly Miss Cracker, who was walking down the runway and is a drag queen, was accosted by Sonia and Dorinda talking really loudly on Instagram video, and Sonia said, who is this? Oh, that's a guy, right? And Miss Cracker it was known for being on RuPaul's Drag Race. And then Sonia ended up making another comment, also on video about transgender model Yasmin Petty as she walked the runway in a second video. So, like, not one, but two different occasions, Sonia and Dorinda were being ignorant about um, the gender of these two people. So, Dorinda ended up saying, Yeah, well, with the body like that, that's definitely a guy. Oh, yeah, that's a guy. And then Sonia then concurs, saying, yeah, with a body like that, it's definitely a guy. You're absolutely right. Like, what? And it's really interesting because last episode, 70, I was talking with my friend Steph about how Cindy Barshop from season four of Roni had her son come out as transgender. And we were saying how, you know, you kind of expect a cool mom in New York to not really uh, be phased maybe as much as, you know another part of the country with a transgender child, but it's interesting, it's like, oh no, just because these two live in New York don't mean they're actual allies to the trans community or the LGBTQ community and obviously it's interesting because we see Sonia, you know, with her gay parties and, you know, she's constantly doing problematic things towards the LGBTQ community, so I don't know. The way that Sonia has always treated gay people when she talks about her gay parties, my gays, my gays, and my gays, it's like gay people aren't pets or commodities, same with trans people and so and it's interesting to see the two of them kind of now backtracking. They made a joint statement saying, We have a history as long-standing supporters of the LGBTQ community in many ways and apologize for our offensive comments at the fashion show. Yasmin made a comment saying, I know they were filming The Housewives of New York and I knew they were front row and literally as I was walking on the runway, I heard them making these statements. It's pretty disheartening and disappointing, especially at this day and age and being in New York City. My philosophy is that people can't choose their sexual orientation. They can't choose their gender identity. They can't choose or not to choose to have a disability or mental illness or even their race, but things people can choose is to not be rude and cruel to people over things they have no control over, which I think is a really beautiful statement and can be said in many different occasions, not just these two, you know, fools being kind of ignorant. And what kind of made me upset is that, you know, it's pretty amazing that Yasmin was walking on a runway anyways. You know, Yasmin's a model who's walked in many different fashion shows, so the fact that she had to deal with the two of these, you know, loud New Yorkers screaming in the front row on Instagram video, you know, kind of belittling her, you know, makes me feel really bad. And, you know, at least I hope Sonia and Dorinda actually listened to what Yasmin said. And, you know, I don't think they were being intentionally hurtful. However, it doesn't mean that the words that they were saying aren't hurtful. And I think they need to really realize that. And, you know what, they apologize. But... You know, my hope is that they can maybe try to, like, do better in the future. (laughs) Let's see. And also, like, wait. Side note. Everyone's been calling Luann, Lu-man forever on that show. So, like, if we're really going to start talking about being, like, PC, maybe let's not start with the Roni cast. (laughs) Speaking of other people who are certainly not PC, Phaedra Parks is getting back. On screen, reports are now claiming that Phaedra and her new boyfriend, actor Medina Islam, are currently filming the new season of Marriage Boot Camp. So supposedly, the two of them have only been dating a couple months. We don't really know much about them, other than that she's so happy after finding love with her tall, dark, and handsome man, love. But what I've kind of found fishy about this Medina Islam guy, he's an actor, only started acting in 2013, and... And supposedly he's a rapper turned actor. Yeah, never heard of him. His IMDb profile kind of made me laugh. It says, the guest star, Quincy on Tyler Perry's have and have not. Newark, New Jersey, rapper turned actor. Medina has become one of Hollywood's fresh new faces to look out for. Like, did you write that yourself? Like, 100% yes. He is super handsome. So she's got the tall, dark, and handsome thing going for her. But what I find fishy is that back in 2016, he dated Claudia Jordan, who was, I think, a one or two season wonder on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, too. So, I don't know. Do we think he's a star fucker? Like, do you think he's kind of, like, doing, like, a Slade smiley moment where he's just jumping on, like, Housewife to Housewife to see, like, which one will stick? Who knows? But I also find going on Marriage boot Camp so weird, especially when you're not married. I think her and Apollo should go on Marriage Boot Camp. Now that would get some really good ratings. Granted, I don't think Apollo ever needs to get a paycheck from like a network ever again. Like I don't think he should ever get paid to do really anything ever again. <laughs> well, this also actually is interesting because supposedly Raw Housewives of OC alum Alexis Bellino and her mother were going to be on the season of Marriage Boot Camp as well. So it would be cool to have two ex-housewives on that show. Again, Marriage Boot Camp not married to your mother not married to your boyfriend like I need I need to understand what the producers are thinking like let's change up the name we could do that we have the ability and also Brandi Glenville was on that show with her dad too like another like what like what Freudian creepy shit is happening here That brings us to the end. (laughs) What a weird ending. (laughs) Just some Freudian stuff to end the show. But that brings us to the end of today's little mini episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thursday's episode is going to be amazing. I already know the guest and she's one of my faves. So definitely tune back in. Thanks so much for listening. And if you guys just want to say hi or anything, just feel free to message me on Instagram. I'm always responding and it's really fun to talk to the people who listen to the show. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news.